Hello, I'm Minister Corey Jones, and on behalf of Vision Communications, New Covenant Church, and the Wellness Connection Indy, I want to welcome you to the Health and Wellness In Focus program and podcast. If you're unaware, the Wellness Connection exists to address health and wellness disparities in our congregations and in our community. If you want more information and how you can join the connection, be sure to visit our website. That's wellnessconnectionindy.org. On today's episode, we're so excited to welcome a special guest. This guest is no stranger to the health and wellness initiative within the African-American community. Dr. Michael W. French is a graduate of IU Bloomington with a degree in biological services, earned an MD degree from IU School of Medicine in Indianapolis. He completed a residency, actually, let me add, the first African-American to complete a residency at the IU Neurology Medical Center. Then went on to Augusta, Georgia and completed a one-year fellowship at the Neuromuscular Disease at Medical College of Georgia. Returning back to Indianapolis, he practiced medicine for nearly 20 years, served as the adjunct faculty for Indiana Wesleyan University, Harrison College, and Carrington College of DeVry University. In 2016, Dr. French founded the 21st Century Academy of Academic Excellence Incorporated, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to assist students in achieving their professional career goals. Pastor of New St. Mark Church of God in Christ for 41 years, Chairman of the Fourth Jurisdiction of Indiana North Central Pastors and Elders Council, Secretary of the Wellness Connection Incorporated, and Chairman of Church Extension and Ministerial Development of Interdenominational Ministerial Alliance. So, there at your households, wherever you are watching this program and podcast, let's show some love and welcome Dr. French. Welcome, Dr. French. Thank you. Thank you, Master Corey. It's a blessing, an honor to be with you today. Awesome. We're so excited to have you here on the Health and Wellness In Focus program and podcast. Your bio mentioned that you were one of the first African-Americans uh, to attend IU Neurology School. And my first question for you is, what led to you becoming a neurologist? That's a great question. Um, I grew up here in Indianapolis, went to public school 45 uh, went to Short Ridge Junior High and High School. In those days, Short Ridge was a college preparatory school. And during the summer between my sophomore and junior year, there was a gentleman by the name of Jay Smith who came and spoke to our classes about minorities in the health professions. His company was called the Indiana uh, Health Careers. Talk to us about the lack of minorities in uh, positions of medicine, dentistry, optometry, um, and it gave me a thought that perhaps I needed to look at one of the health professions as a career. I was thinking in those days about engineering, and uh, I pivoted and decided to focus more on medicine. Went down to IU Bloomington, I majored in biological sciences, was admitted to the medical school after my junior year of college, and graduated four years later prior to the age of 25. So on a fast track, did my internship at Methodist Hospital, went to Indiana University Medical Center, focusing on the brain and on the nervous system, and uh, enjoyed that experience. In Augusta, Georgia, that fellowship was in neuromuscular diseases, and I was able to return to the city where 
Uh, it was an honor and a privilege to serve the community as one of the first neurologists in private practice in the state of Indiana. Wow, very interesting. You actually remember the person who piqued your interest to join the medical field. That's awesome. So in your 20 years of practice, um, what neurological disparities have you observed in your practice amongst African-Americans? Yes, well, the, the um, importance of neurology is that it deals with the brain and the nervous system, but also there are important diseases such as heart disease and diabetes and high blood pressure that are also affected uh, in, in the nervous system. Um, when I think about even the modifiable risk factors, we call them, those are the conditions that we can change. Uh, if I control my blood pressure, that's one of the main risk factors for uh, stroke and heart disease, and we see that higher in uh, persons of color, black and brown populations. Heart disease we see uh, also higher in the black and brown minority populations. Uh, diabetes, high cholesterol, uh, smoking cigarettes, uh, being obese. These are areas that we can actually change uh, as opposed to what we call non-modifiable risk factors. You can't change your age, you can't change your gender, you can't change your family history. Uh, you, you can change those modifiable risk factors. And my message today is do what you can do to stay healthy. Uh, move from a, a reactive attitude that, well, I'll just go see the doctor when I'm sick. Well, how about let's prevent some illnesses by making decisions at home and in our lifestyle. Awesome. Hey, if you're there, this episode is going to get really good. I've got some questions here for Dr. French. It's not every day that we get to sit and speak with a neurologist at that, an African-American neurologist. So Dr. French, I want to ask you, at what age, what age should minorities consider seeing a neurologist? Well, you know, I think people would uh, be wise to think about um, doing a, a health history and, and, and looking at a maintenance program. For my men patients especially, I ask them this question. Do you take your car in for uh, maintenance or an oil change or a checkup? And they go, yeah, of course. I take it in because I want to keep it running healthy. And I say, okay, so when's the last time you saw your family doctor? Oh, I don't have one. Okay, so you you don't have a family doctor. So when is the last time you've seen a doctor? I don't want to go see a doctor. I'm not sick. And so it's a, it's been a difficult, um, uh, position to recommend to people. Don't wait until you have a migraine headache. Don't wait until you have a seizure. Don't wait until you have a stroke. Be proactive. Go see about your health at a young age. Even if things like memory loss, early memory loss can be indicative of something coming later that we don't want. Alzheimer's disease or dementia. But again, the, the, the key word is prevent illness before it happens. Don't wait until it's too late. So for minorities, African-American, the BIPOC community, um, are there some common neurological illnesses among them that you've noticed? We, we seem to have a little bit more uh, in the area of stroke and um, Light, there's something called a light stroke or a transient ischemic attack, 
which is a neurological deficit lasting up to but not more than 24 hours. The problem with that is that about a third of the people who have a TIA or a light stroke were going to have a completed stroke. And people get the mistaken idea that, well, it only lasted for a half hour. My face was numb. My speech was slurred. I couldn't move my right hand or my right leg. But it didn't last but an hour. Well, but that's a warning sign. And so stroke is a, is a big uh, issue that people need to be aware of. Another one is the complications of diabetes that can lead to neurological complications. Mm. Uh, persons can have a, what's called a neuropathy where they can have damage to the nerves. Uh, people can have eye disease. They can have a, what's called a diabetic retinopathy. And sometimes that can uh, cause uh, a permanent blindness if it's not detected early. Then, of course, renal disease can lead to renal failure, and the person can be on, uh, on dialysis. Again, some of these conditions, if caught early enough, could be treated, and at least the complications minimized. But when we don't go in early, when we put it off, well, you know, I don't have time. Uh, you know, I don't have good health insurance. Well, you know, I don't have transportation to get to the doctor. Well, we go other places we want to go. So my uh, recommendation is choose to live. Make those decisions. Get a ride. Get get away to the doctor. It's worth going while you can treat illnesses early. That's good insight. You're hearing it directly from Dr. French's uh, mouth right now. So that's that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Dr. French. Now, I do want to... Some people are not going to the hospital or in, in going to their um, appointments and things like that. Don't have a family doctor um, for those people or even those who do and may not have a doctor who represents them and being a minority and understands some of the stressors and things that they go through. Can you share with us what are some preventative measures to potentially combat uh, neurological illnesses? I would say let's look at our lifestyle and let's look at our diet. Um, you know, don't be a couch potato. Try to be active. Uh, it's recommended that we be up at least three to four days a week with a minimum of 30 to 40 minutes of exercise. Well, you might say, well, I can't afford to join the YMCA or a private fitness club. Hey, get a good pair of comfortable walking shoes. Get out and walk. Walk in your neighborhood. Go to the mall. You can actually do a lot at home without having to join a fitness club. Change your diet. Um, a lot of people say, I, I'm on a diet, so I skip breakfast, or and I skip lunch, and then I eat a large dinner. That's actually not a good idea. It's recommended that you have four to five small meals per day. Remember, breakfast is break the fast. If you uh, ate at 6 p.m. today and don't eat again until noon tomorrow, You've basically gone, what, six hours plus 12, 18 hours without eating. Do you want to do that? That can cause problems with your blood sugar. That can cause problems with your overall health. So what you eat and when you eat is very important. Fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, baked meat, not too much fried chicken. Watch the fried perch. Watch uh, those uh, fried foods uh, and the starchy foods. You know, when you eat a diet of Pepsi and uh, pizza and lasagna and macaroni and cheese and turnip greens and fat back, that's not actually good for your cholesterol and it's certainly not good for your blood pressure. 
I would just add a lot of people think about working out and they only think about the physical benefits and you are talking about the mental benefits and that's awesome. So you said uh, 20 to 30 minutes, three to four times a week. Yes. Let's be active. Let's move around. I know Dr. Hudson rides for miles and we've got to walk around, run around. The Wellness Connection last year, we did the uh, wobble after you gobble. We said, hey, you're going to be eating all this macaroni and cheese. You're going to be eating these yams and you're going to be stuffed. So let's wobble after we gobble, which was I thought that was an awesome idea. We did some uh, I, I took the family and we walked around. It was a uh, I didn't catch the itis. And so uh, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that. Now, I want to shift just a little bit. You are a board member of the Wellness Connection, which exists to address the health and wellness um, disparities amongst uh, congregants and congregations. And in your opinion, what is the importance of wellness and how is that different from being healthy? I think this is a great question because it was my uh, motivation when I joined the wellness, uh, the health and wellness uh, in the uh, organization. Uh, the Bible speaks about, a Beloved, I wish that thou would prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. And so wellness is the intentional uh, steps that we take in order to uh, be healthy and not just have an absence of disease. And so it's a mindset difference. It's a it's a intentional effort to be healthy. So I think about what I eat. I think about my lifestyle. I think about not being either faith or a healthy lifestyle, why can't we incorporate both? I hear ministers sometimes that will say, it's my job to preach the gospel and go home. Well, I beg to differ. I believe that health is uh, encompassing our faith. It's, in fact, it's the reason we get up. We Faith without works is dead. So get off the couch. Don't be a couch potato. Think about, I'm going to be proactive and I'm going to have a better quality of life by the decisions that I make. And I believe that that's actually part of faith. So it's not a, it's not an either or. Faith and, and, and wellness are not mutually exclusive. It's both. It's not one or the other. It's both. So if you need a vaccine, today I went to the nurse practitioner. I got my shingles vaccine. Last week I got my flu vaccine. About three weeks ago, my wife and I got our COVID booster and the RSV virus vaccines. So be proactive. Do what you can do. Choose to live. Live a prosperous, healthy life. This is good. This is really, really good because people, some people can over-spiritualize what they're going through um, and refuse to go to the hospital and re refuse to get vaccines and it's like, well, how are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. No, you need to go to the hospital. You're, you know, you've got some things that a doctor needs to address. God has blessed the doctors as well, um, and to make certain advancements. And thank you for sharing that. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. So as we uh, continue in this conversation, you are a man of God. Uh, you've been in, you've been doing sustainable ministry for years. You just celebrated a, a 41st uh, pastoral church anniversary. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Um, in the faith community, if a, if a person has faith in God, 
um, why should he or she uh, go to a physician for, for, for medical treatment? This is, again, part of the uh, wellness concept is that I want my uh, uh, doctor to give me the latest, the most up-to-date, the most accurate health information. I want to be a, a consumer of accurate information. Today, one of the problems with social media is we have people on the different sites uh, spouting out anecdotal, in other words, case-by-case -case information that can be very misleading and can be um, off, it's, and sometimes dangerous. Uh, we listen to non-medical personnel telling us, uh, don't take the, the, the vaccines because uh, there's something wrong with them. Uh, there's an alien from out of space that came down and, and put something in the vaccines. Um, uh, ultraviolet light rays will uh, heal us from COVID. Um, uh, Lysol or uh, these uh, clean cleaners, if we take them, that's going to heal us from, from COVID-19. That's very dangerous to listen to people who are misinformed and misguided. It's very important that we as people of faith recognize St. Luke was a physician. Uh, you know, go, go get the best of information. Be, be a person that is a role model, a mentor for your family. If you're a parent, if you're a mother listening to me right now, if you're a dad listening to me right now, model good behavior by taking better care of your health. Too many times in our culture, in our community, our caregivers uh, leave themselves last. They'll take care of everyone else, all the children, the, the grandparents. They'll take care of the lady down the street. When have you gone to see the doctor? Did you? Why are you having those headaches? Did you think that those headaches could be a symptom of something more serious like a stroke or a ruptured aneurysm? Well, I didn't have time. I had to take care of the rest of the family. We can lose our caregivers because the caregivers don't feel like their own health is our priority. And so, again, if you're a churchgoer, if you're a person of faith, if you serve the church, God never told you, serve the church and let your health go. Uh, and then when you finally get to the doctor, well, ma'am, I'm sorry. Sir, I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do. See? That's why I don't go to doctors. There's nothing they can do for you anyway. I went to the doctor and he said it was too late to help me. Well, but you didn't go early enough. And so again, uh, be a person not only of faith, but have action with your faith. Amen. Amen. You spoke to the caregivers and that's awesome as, uh, as a, as New Covenant Church is a health and wellness hub. We have, um, created new, innovative ways to address health and wellness disparities. And one of those is in the caregivers support group, uh, who's caring for the caregivers. Um, so it's important that we are having these conversations that we are um, co-laboring and addressing things that are going to not only um, make our communities healthier, but also make our caregivers healthy. And uh, you, I want you, I don't have this on uh, prompted already, but you are answering these questions precisely. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, so, Dr. French, I want to ask you, the Bible does speak about as a man think, if so is he. Yes. And are there, is it possible that, and can you speak towards uh, people's mental health having an impact on their physical health? 
oh, this is this is another area that I'm so happy that organizations like uh, the uh, WCI, the Wellness Connection, Indy, we've been talking about the importance of mental health, mental health, not mental illness. Um, the Bible even speaks in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. You can be a believer and sometimes be depressed. You know, we've almost condemned people when they come to the church and say, pray for me, I feel a little down today. Pray for me, I lost my parent or my spouse or my son or my daughter, and I'm grieving. And we make comments like, man up, get up, stop crying. You're supposed to be the leader of the usher board. You're the head deacon. You're on our minister staff. I I had a pastor say to me one time, never let your members see you cry. A pastor should never show emotion. You know, we, we get mixed messages that are sometimes negative to people who are struggling with areas of uh, depression, with areas of anxiety, with areas of even thinking about suicidal uh, thoughts. And we sometimes uh, just minimize it by saying something like, well, just pray about it. Well, no, these areas are real. We wouldn't tell somebody having chest pain and, and, and possibly leading to a heart attack. Well, just pray about it. We'd call 911 and we would try to get that person to emergency uh, care immediately. Well, we need to shift our mindset about uh, the, the subjects of mental illness and we need to think about it. The church can not necessarily be a place where you get licensed uh, mental health therapy, although there are some churches that do have licensed therapists as members of that congregation. But we should be able to refer people for the professional help that they need and encourage them with follow-up, with uh, support groups, with uh, the feeling that you are not alone. Uh, God loves you, and we love you too, and we appreciate you. We should be able to uplift people when they're down, not condemn them or put them down. Jesus Christ lifted people up from where they were to where they needed to be. We ought to be, the church should be a place of a healing community, not a condemnation community. We ought to be able to lift people and encourage them at their points of need. Sometimes at their lowest points in their lives, our churches ought to be a place where they can come and get the support and encouragement that they need. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. French. So it's not every day that you get to speak with a neurologist. And in preparation for uh, Dr. French coming on, I was looking like, what should I ask him? What what should I inquire about? So this question just came to me. It's impromptu. I'm sorry. This is my last impromptu question. But is there a such thing? We hear this a lot in the African-American community. Is there a such thing as working my last nerve? <laughs> is there a last nerve, Dr. French? No, no that, that's 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 a... It's a funny saying, and, and, and people will say sometimes, you're getting on my last nerve. Uh, you're going to cause me to have a nervous breakdown. And I used to hear people say that, and it's even said today, uh, you're going to cause me a nervous breakdown. And I, I was thinking in my mind, what does that look like? I was imagining the nerves in our body. They just, they just, they just unravel, I guess. But no, um, the point that I think it's important though, is that stress is a real issue. Uh, burnout is also a real issue. 
And again, uh, this is an area that the church needs to come alongside and support, especially parents and even young people, even, even, uh, adolescents and teenagers. Don't overload yourself, uh, and, and don't live, uh, trying to please other people so much that we put impossible demands in our own lives. Uh, sometimes with social media today, we have the problem of young people on TikTok and Snapchat and Instagram listening to people criticizing them and talking about them, talking about their weight, talking about their hair. We're trying to be uh, followers of social influencers. I just heard on the radio this afternoon that um, one of the great singers in our country that's dating or supposedly dating one of the pro football players has 240 million followers. Um, you know, we're, we're creating a impossible demand on ourselves trying to keep up with the Joneses, keep up with someone else. And so we get overstressed and then we say, you're getting on my last nerve. Well, let's turn that scenario around and let's, uh, balance our lives. Let's get the proper amount of rest. Let's take vacations. Let's spend quality time with our families. Sometimes as parents, we have to turn down a p- promotion on our job. Because we make the decision, I want to spend more time with my children while they're young. Because even for pastors, we have to think about that. Our children are not going to be young forever. And we may miss those formative years because we're spending so much time at the church and helping others that we neglect our own health and we neglect our own families. And so this is part of health and wellness. Pay attention to yourself. Know when you're... uh, spread too thin. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say, I need to take care of my family. Husbands and wives, have a date night. Spend time with each other. You're not getting any younger. As you grow older, enjoy your marriages. Enjoy your relationships. Live a happy, successful life together. Amen. This is this is awesome. So um, you mentioned the world can make it difficult to to have a a cheerful heart. You know, a lot of people in social media and competition and that that speaks to me in being grounded in our faith and being saved that we have a blessed assurance. Uh would you like to speak to that? This is why it's so important in this age and especially in these last few days there's a lot of tension in the world. There are uh, uh, a lot of issues happening, not only in the Middle East, not only in Gaza and in Israel, but there's a lot of uh, tension in the United States. There's a lot of polarization where people are on different sides of issues to the point of race crimes, hate crimes. A young six-year-old Muslim boy stabbed 26 times by a 71-year-old man just because he was Muslim. We need to think that Jesus Christ came to this earth that we might have life and that more abundantly. If God is our creator, we ought to be brothers and sisters and love one another. Where did the hatred and the disagreement, whatever happened to learning to agree to disagree? Whatever happened to an intellectual conversation? Whatever happened to the idea of higher learning is when we become more informed Whatever happened to diversity, equity, and inclusion, where when I learn from my brother or my sister who does not look like me, I may learn that actually we have more in common uh, than we do apart. And so my uh, idea is that let's shift it from being such a combative, uh, negative uh, world 
to a world of love, a world of understanding, and also a world of empathy. Before I reach back to strike my brother, maybe I should think, you know, what is that going to accomplish? And how is that going to make him feel if I don't accept him or her? Uh, how is that going to make them feel? Maybe before I uh, lash out and make a decision that has permanent consequences, take that deep breath, learn to walk away and come back and let us sit down. As the prophet Isaiah said, come, let us reason together. How, how about we all take a deep breath? Let's bring the temperature in the room down. Let's learn how to compromise. Compromise is not a bad word. Consensus is not a bad word. Understanding. We're all in this together. Let's not blow up the, the, the earth. We are here. We should be good stewards of the earth. Let's take care of one another. Let's take care of our neighbors. Let's take Amen. care of our communities. Amen. Health and wellness, again, is a decision where we are making a, a corporate decision. Let's take care of each other. We all are important. We are here with Dr. French, and he is what I call dropping gems. He's been dropping gems. Now, um, I want to ask you as well, sleep, sleep. A lot of people may be sleep deprived and don't even know. What is the impact of a lack of sleep on one's mind or body? Um, could you speak to that? This is so important. And um, I think as parents and, and, and grandparents, we, we understand when children are born that, that babies need um, uh, a lot of sleep. Some babies will sleep uh, as much as 18 to 20 hours per night. And we think, well, they need that because they're in their early development and their formative years. But what we don't understand is each of us needs the proper amount of rest. What happens at night when we're in, in uh, sleep is that our brains start to eliminate uh, what's called waste products in the brain and they're swept out into the cerebral spinal fluid. And so when we sleep, and get a, a, a good night's sleep. That's why a lot of times the next day we, we wake up rested, more alert. We have a higher quality of life. And for those persons that have diseases like sleep apnea, uh, sleep becomes very, very important. Because when people don't get adequate sleep and they have uh, something called apnea, that's where there's a loss of uh, respiration. And that can go for 15 to 30 seconds or even longer. When that happens, it can affect their heart rate, it can affect their blood pressure, and it can be very uh, uh, dangerous. There are studies even showing now that uh, sleep deprivation can be one of the factors leading to dementia. Uh, and so it's important for us to get uh, the proper amount of sleep. Some people with headaches uh, will say that after they start getting more rest, that their headaches uh, decreased. Their, their doctors telling diabetic patients, when you sleep better, your blood sugar will go down. For for those patients with uh, hypertension or high blood pressure, uh, adequate amount of sleep, which could be for some person six hours, other people need seven to eight hours per night, it can help lower their blood pressure and their blood sugar. It can even help uh, control their weight. So sleep is, is a natural phenomenon that's better than any medication that uh, a person could take. Wow. In fact, if people get more rest, better sleep, they might be able to come off some of their prescription medications. Wow. 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 We've been blessed on this episode to get so much information from Dr. French. Dr. French, before we wrap up, before we close, is there anything else 
that you would like to share with our viewers, with our listeners uh, before we close this segment today? I just want you to think about some things in your life and and when you're thinking about your health, uh, ask yourself some questions. When is the last time I had my blood pressure checked? Uh, it was said years ago, high blood pressure was 140 over 80. Today, doctors are saying 120 over 80 is considered a cutoff. Anything over that is considered high. Uh, when's the last time you had your blood sugar checked? Uh, did you, did you check it with a machine or did you ask your doctor to draw labs when you went into the office visit? Um, especially those men that are listening. Uh, if you're over the age of 40, have you gone in and had the doctor uh, check your prostatic, uh, specific antigen, PSA? PSA over 4.0 could be abnormal. You might need other testing, checking for prostate cancer. If you're a woman and you're over the age of 40, have you had a mammogram? Uh, depending on your family history, you may need to have a mammogram every year. Um, for those persons over 50, have you had a colonoscopy? These are proactive, preventive ways to detect problems early. I had a colonoscopy a few years ago. I had polyps. The doctor was able to uh, uh, remove those polyps during the exam. And he said these are what we call adenomas. But if they are, were allowed to remain in your body at some point in the future, they could have become malignant or cancerous. Mm. I'm just saying today, take time for your health. Take time for your life. You owe it to you. You owe it to your family, to your spouse, to your children and your children's children. You're worth it. Take the time to see about your health. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. French. I'm Minister Corey. And if anything that was said or expressed here on this episode, we would just ask that you would go ahead and share this information with someone that you might think it would be helpful. Um, if it bless you also feel free to leave a comment, uh, wellness connection, Indy, you can find more information about the wellness connection. Also be sure to subscribe no matter how you're watching this, whether you're on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. So, um, this has been an excellent, excellent, uh, episode. We want to thank Dr. French for uh, coming in and just dropping so many gems and sharing so much vital information that's going to be important for uh, not only the African-American community, but all communities. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. French. Uh, for those of you who are familiar uh, with this program and podcast, we will see you next time. And we're going to continue to bring information, uh, education, resources, be sure to visit the Wellness Connection uh, org, And there is a hub. There'll be a list of churches that are health and wellness hubs. You'll be able to find information about programs and trainings uh, that we will be hosting as we continue to go forward and address health and wellness concerns, disparities, and share information. Sharing is caring. And like I said, if you were blessed by this message, be sure to share it. Send it to someone. We just got an opportunity to speak not only with a neurologist, but an African-American neurologist with a renewed mind. Amen. So I'm Minister Corey. And on behalf of Vision Communications, on behalf of New Covenant Church,
and the Wellness Connection Indie. We want to thank you for joining us here at the Health and Wellness In Focus program and podcast. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.